Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Deconstructing the Narrative. My name is Erica Seha, and I'm a content creator here with Sata Collective, and I am also your host for this series. So today I have with me Sophie. Hi, Sophie. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. So Sophie, can you kind of start by giving us a little bit of an intro to like what you do and your background? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am the founder and creator of the Luna Collective, which is an online and print magazine. We're also kind of a creative platform. So we put out four editorial magazines a year and we also do um, a bunch of seasonal zines featuring the work of our audience. And we just do a lot of content with various uh, creators. Awesome. And um, I know you mentioned you're working on, you guys work on a couple um, editorial magazines. So um, what kind of like theme are all of those focused on? Are you guys just kind of doing a plethora of work or is there kind of a specific theme that you guys are focusing on within those uh, publications? Yes. Yeah, so we stick to just kind of creatives of all sorts. It's a lot of musical artists as well as visual artists. Awesome. Um, all of the photography we feature is film photography. So we Amazing. also work um, and feature with some film photographers. Uh, the issue of um, our upcoming issue is unity. So some things tie around that and our submissions tie around that. Um, but yeah, we feature just, we try to keep it as open-ended as possible and just featuring creatives of any kind of avenue really. Awesome. And um, for like the selection process, do you guys kind of pull from a, like a pool of creatives that you guys have under the collective or do you guys kind of do like, um, I guess like contests or some sort of way of kind of gathering people to join in? Yeah, it's kind of a mix for uh, some of it, it's very curated. So myself and um, we also take pitches to kind of find talent um, for the more editorial features. And that's from anything where it's like, oh, I found this person on Spotify to, you know, their photo came up on my explore feed. So that okay. end is really heavily curated. And I kind of have a list, like a, literally like a Google sheet um, mm -hmm. of all these people that I hope to work with. And then, yeah, we also take open submissions from our audience and that we are starting to become a little bit more selective. Um, mm -hmm. But my policy for the most part is like, if I think it's relevant to the theme and it, you know, it's good, like, why would you not? I, I wanna like give these kids a space to have of their course. work be shown and, and validated. Mm -hmm. So not as, um, that's not as curated, but slowly as we've been getting more submissions, it, it has become a little bit more curated. That's awesome. And, um, you know, as an owner of a collective, kind of what have you found that um, the role that the role of creatives um, in this like, industry play, like what kind of role do just like artists in general play in like society as a whole? Because, you know, I feel like, um, you know, especially today, I feel like art has really just like punctured every single area of anything you know you kind of see art around you hear art around you like literally all the time so um what role would you say that these artists are playing in society as a whole i think artists now play like every role pretty much like they're the doers they're everything mm -hmm. from like the think tank um to the people that are actually bringing the ideas to life to the people that are then marketing them to then the people consuming them and i think we see creativity and these artists like every industry and job, I feel like we're finally shifting, kind of like you said, like it's beyond this idea of creativity, beyond just like painting or something artsy, mm -hmm. like <laughs> creativity really goes beyond that. Um, yeah. And I also think we're seeing, you know, just chances are if you're creative in one area, you're going to be creative or interested in another area. So you might be a photographer, but you also might be interested in the business end of things and you can bring your creativity to literally every avenue of it you know totally yeah completely 
Um, and I kind of wanted to delve deeper into like your background. I know we're talking a lot about like what you do with your collective and stuff, but kind of, um, I guess just kind of give us like a background on what led you to kind of wanting to do a collective and do you, have you worked on or do you work on any of your own art as well on the side? Yeah, so I, I mean, I started Luna just as a way to like talk to people. Like I'm a people person and I, in high school, had been into photography, but I kind of took the step back when I started making this and now I'm getting back into film photography and I've kind of always seen myself as like that I could like do whatever is needed. So I go to the shoots and sometimes my role will be creative directing. Sometimes I will be like the lighting assistant, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I love love shooting video I love editing videos so I'm always hesitant to like call myself a photographer call myself a director you know it's more <laughs> like I, I like doing all these things for fun and I like helping people whatever their various projects may be um but in, I guess in more of like my background like I graduated with a degree in public relations and music industry so oh, I awesome. wanted to keep things broad um because I like the entertainment industry but I didn't want to like just get my degree in one thing mm-hmm. and I feel like through that I'm able to bring that to a lot of different fields um and right now I'm getting my master's in digital social media so oh, awesome. with that like once again able to I just feel like with anything with marketing and social media like that just applies everywhere and going back to our early question like there is a lot of creativity in that and that's what they really emphasize it's there's definitely the analytical side but I think it's a cool industry and job to really bring like a fresh mind pretty much every day to every project. 100%. And was there any sort of like instance or um, like inspiration moment for you that you decided that this was something that you wanted to do with was to work with other creatives versus kind of um, narrowing into your own like creative path? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was um, my sophomore year of college. I would just watch like a lot of music videos um, because I really like music videos. And at that time I was just getting more into, I guess learning more about artists like that I would listen to, but I was just getting more into them like as a whole and their visual end of work and them as a person themselves. And I just like really wanted to find a way to like cover all these cool people like in my personal life, I think and I don't mean to say this in an annoying way, but I've always seen myself as like a curator, like a tastemaker. And I know everyone uh-huh. says that about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I like, people would always kind of come to me for recommendations for yeah. music and stuff like that. And I wanted to translate that into something more legitimate and be able to like, in theory, use my taste to like put someone on and hopefully like give people right. a space for them to like, actually go somewhere like I just feel like if you're talented like mm-hmm. I want ever, you know it's like if I if I fuck with you then like I want everyone to yeah um and also because I am into a lot of creative things both from like design to photo to the marketing end I just found this as a way to bring in everything so instead of it being like my daytime job where I just handle one aspect like I just handle marketing this was a way for me to get my hands on like everything but also mm-hmm. because I'm not like an expert at all these things I'm still able to like work with photographers and designers that know what they're doing and I can still like right. play around with it and express myself in that way still too well, that's awesome um and is there like a specific person that you've like worked with so far that has just been like really like inspired you at all like you know more than I guess like <laughs> the, the others or is there someone specific who you would like to work with and feature on your collective that just really inspires you um that's a tough one um someone that we've worked with that I've been really inspired by was Sage Adams uh 
who I just am really inspired by like their role in the creative community, especially for those people of color, like they were really mm -hmm. amazing to work with. And um, for the shoot, they kind of had said ahead of time, like this is a bit outside of my comfort zone. And I always want to like make people comfortable, but I really appreciated them doing that. And it was definitely different. It was the first time we had done a more legitimate shoot as well. Mm -hmm. And that issue of the magazine, just everything had been stepped up. So Sage really like, it was very fitting for the time. It was like, okay, we're working with bigger talent. This is someone that I like genuinely, I mean, I respect everyone that we've worked with, but mm -hmm. um, I think it marked like a new chapter. Um, and then like dream collaborate with, like I said earlier, I literally have like a Google sheet of a million people, <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with Tyler, the creator. Like, I mean, yeah. I know it's a classic <laughs> answer. Like everyone loves his yeah. music, like growing up with that, but I really admire him for like everything beyond his music I guess mm -hmm. I feel like he truly has broken down like all the walls for creatives to do anything like mm -hmm. you want to make a music festival go for it you want to collaborate with mm -hmm. literally an ice cream brand like go yeah. for it <laughs> um so I just feel like he's a visionary in that sense and he has also I think he's a good example of like rebranding and like even though he's been around for so long like he's been able to keep the respect of like the OG fans, but then tap into a new audience. It's like, just cause you start, like you put yourself out there when you're a kid, that doesn't mean like that's who you're always gonna be. And I think that's hard for people to understand. Like if you've been around for 10 years, like, like I, I started Luna when I was 19, like when I'm 29, is it gonna be the same? Like, no. And I think he's a good example of that. Um, so yeah, I, I'll Absolutely. be Tyler. <laughs> I, I feel like everyone, I think that's like a classic answer. Yeah. Um, I think no, he's just like truly visionary. Like, yeah. The reason behind that. <laughs> yeah. He, he created a whole subculture, which like, I don't think anyone of our, I can't think of another individual in a, in a really long time that like literally created a whole subculture. Like that's insane. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and where do you find inspiration for like uh, gathering, I guess, like the talent that you've gathered? Um, do you find that through like, just like you said, I know you mentioned you just look through Instagram a lot, but are there any other sources like talk, like speaking with people or do you go to like events or galleries or kind of where, like in the, I guess in the outside world, are you finding inspiration to kind of gather talent for your collective? Yeah, I just keep an open eye and ear like as broad as possible. So it's through listening to personalized playlists on Spotify to listen mm -hmm. to pollen to going down rabbit holes on YouTube to always listening to people send me like both from like fans and audience wise but also just like friends send me stuff like I just always try to keep an open eye and ear like we do get a lot of like submissions and music stuff like I spend pretty much the first two hours of my day like listening to stuff and not in a rude way a lot of it is bad but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna listen to it because if for every like 100 songs you listen to if you find that one good one and that one gem of an artist it makes it mm -hmm. worth it um mm -hmm. so just yeah and back when life was normal like I would go to a lot of shows and stuff and try to go to openers you know like you never know what you'll find so yeah just open eye and ear like I've found people through the craziest you know most random ways and it's not all about numbers, you know, like if I find someone that has a couple thousand followers, but like, I really dig them and like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're, yeah. if you're it, then you're it. It doesn't matter like what you have to show, yeah. I guess, beyond that. Completely. Yeah, I love that. 
Um, and I also wanted to talk to you, because I know you kind of mentioned, like, you know, now is in this time, how things are kind of changing. So um, this is something I've kind of been chatting with everybody who I've talked with so far, but just um, regarding how you're working, especially as a collective now, because I feel like a lot of what you do is, you know, having contact with people and um, just with everything that's going on, kind of how that's impacted the way that you're working um, and the way that you're able to, like, collect artists as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting transition, like, in March, definitely had the oh shoot moment, like what are we gonna do? This has really messed up a lot of things because um, we, we're we getting into the flow of having events and I, I really love events. I think they're just like a really important way to like connect with people. Yeah. So that was kind of like, okay, immediately that's out the door. But then I was having a moment of panic, like how are we gonna produce these magazines? Like we're meeting up for shoots, we're meeting up for interviews, like how are we gonna make this work? And so for the, we had an issue that came out into June. So the production for that was like April um, and May. <laughs> and I decided to switch to doing, the main talent would be um, photographers and they would do self portraits because oh, okay. like, original content is really important for me for the magazine. Like mm -hmm. I don't wanna be working with provided photos, like having the shoots and having this creative content is like really important to me. So that we just kind of, adapted and for this past issue um or that's coming out soon like we were able to have shoots but just were really like cautious and safe about it and like that was definitely everyone's priority um and I just gave it a lot longer of a timeline than I usually would because everyone needed to be flexible which is fine and I think I think my attitude and I this felt this way in my personal life like March and April is important to have the like oh crap like everything sucks type of moment so that mm -hmm. we could get to the point where it's like, okay, where's the opportunity in this? Like, yes, it sucks. We can't go to certain things, but also at the same time, there's a whole new audience at home consuming, like, yeah. let's give them mm -hmm. content. Let's like really tap into this community. Like people I think are more supportive than ever. Um, yeah. So yeah, now we've been able to turn this in. There's still some things that are on pause, like events and um video stuff but I think there it's definitely possible to do things um like I feel very fortunate that we've been able to pivot and move forward and have like a really supportive audience and I think our new issue like I think it's like the best issue we've put out today and I despite everything Amazing. going on it was like okay we still killed it like you gotta pivot have your oh shoot moment and then adapt and, and make something you know we're seeing like really cool stuff come out right now like it yeah if you want to talk about like creativity and like where the creators are at like this has tested every single industry mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's really cool to see what people have done and, and how they've been able to adapt especially like multimedia brands like how are you going to still produce content you know right yeah and I know that one of my like previous guests um she mentioned that like you know like if there is any time for like creatives to like thrive it's like right now you know and I I, I totally believe that, that yeah I totally believe in that I feel like you know we're just taking what's going on and running with it and I think that's so mm -hmm. special and amazing because you know like you said every industry is kind of taking a hit and I think you know it's really easy to just fall into this like trap of just being stuck and and not doing anything sure. with this time but I've noticed from everybody I've spoken with and everybody that I've surrounded myself with you know as a creative myself as well um it's just people have just really taken this time and like been like okay we're gonna come out of this like a hundred times this is what we're gonna do and it gets done and it's like so amazing to see also as just like a consumer of like creative content you know um 
all the different crazy things that are happening. Like you guys kind of mentioned, you guys did a self-portrait series. That's amazing. Um, I don't, I forget the photographer's name. I'm sure you can name him um, better than me, but he did a series and he basically like met with his models over Zoom and like positioned them That's and fire. positioned their lighting yeah. and everything. He shoots. basically directed yeah. everything. Yeah. And then the, the photos were absolutely amazing. So it's just like, yeah, those kinds of things are just like awesome. You know, we're just taking what's going on. And I think it's also just going to serve as a really big, pinpoint in time like later on like when mm -hmm. you know we're asked to what look happened back at this time. exactly you know like we're gonna see all this amazing stuff that happened even though everything that was going on in the world was so negative you know so um, I yeah think I think there was a, a big shift in the summer like I think like in the spring was kind of like everyone took the L um mm -hmm. and then in June everyone postponed everything because of all the political events which haven't ended but in June I think people shifted their focus and everything that got postponed, I think July came around and people were just like, pandemic's not going away. Like yeah. this revolution's not going away. Let's figure out how to roll with it. And mm -hmm. I really think the energy changed in, in July and like all this being said, like, I'm very grateful, you know, like I know it's not as simple mm -hmm. as like, get over it. You guys like adapt. <laughs> like I'm very aware of everything, but at the same time, it is really inspiring to see like what, how people have adapted and what they're able to, do and I think it's also a lot more meaningful like it's it's forced everyone to be more meaningful in what they're creating and their concepts like I, I just think it's made everyone be more reflective as like themselves as a individual and artist totally I completely agree yeah it's really amazing time <laughs> it's really cool to like be able to around like be around to witness this and everything um, yeah to be a consumer yeah, and just speak yeah. with um like a lot of creatives as well and kind of get their teeth sure. on what's going on because I feel like everybody's kind of aligned in the same thing of like like we're talking about this just like you just being able to utilize this time and make something amazing out of it you know and um mm -hmm. it's been really amazing to kind of hear from everybody that like they're all taking this time like that you know so um that's yeah awesome. turn it into something positive like, exactly this is, yeah this is the reality <laughs> yeah i <laughs> just gotta learn to live with it and make you know keep creating yeah that's yeah, totally cool shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome and then um what message like what is like a like you know is there a specific message that you really hope that you will leave behind i guess you know once you're gone and your collective is still around and um is there something specific that you hope people will kind of take from everything that you've done throughout your lifetime yeah i guess um i mean first of all i know it's super cheesy but like you can really do anything like especially now more than ever because resources like everything is more accessible than ever and i think the blueprint for a lot of things has been laid so i just really believe like if you work hard and are like a good person like the rest will come your way like but mm -hmm. you have to play both parts so like you can dream something but you have to also act on it um like right. nothing's going to be handed <laughs> to you unfortunately yeah so but if you're like if it really is your passion then it should just all come naturally Mm -hmm. And also, I think we have really seen this shift the past couple of years in the creative community as a whole, like, stop viewing your peers as competition and, like, yeah. instead view these people as people to collaborate with and bring up with you. You know, I, I never understood that concept. Like, we can all get the bag. <laughs> it's not yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like, I've just always been, like, very happy to help and give any like resources um like we recently started a publication network and it's just like a way for other magazines and deans to like come together and it's like i want to provide any resources possible like i'll give you the blueprint like i'm not threatened because i could give you the tools but i know you won't make the same thing as me because like we're just, exactly like, different different like, minds people, yeah. yeah it's just like mm -hmm. that's the best part is like we can all be at, we can all start at the same stage and end up different places like 
I, I think that we're seeing that change and I'm glad because like we're, no one, we're not in competition. Like there doesn't need to be competition in the arts because there are plenty of people to consume it. <laughs> All right, I think that's really great advice. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, like you're saying, you know, that, that aspect of collaboration is so important. And I feel like you're right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people really do see it as competition and they, you know, want to just like be against your peers, you know, and that's so, I think that's so detrimental to everything that's yeah, supposed that. to be about, you know what I mean? Like the whole yeah. part of art is, is I, I feel personally is, is inclusivity and it is, you know, that mm -hmm. connection with other people. And, you know, when you create art, the whole reason you're creating art is to make a connection with someone else through your piece. So I think the ability exactly. to also make a connection with someone else who is also creating and come out with something that's amazing, that's going to hit people, you know, it's like two yeah. amazing lines going together, you know, it's so you, always better than one. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're able to feed. I feel like the times that I've worked, I mean, what's so nice about everything that I get to do is like, I am constantly working with people and it's been always cool, especially on like, even like a good example is our last in-person event was an art gallery that I did with my friend Helene. And like, I had my own ideas and she had her own ideas. And when we're able to come together, like what we created together was just so different than what we would have done on our own. And yeah. I think, and it was like better, you know, and that's, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you just take like a little bit of what you, of people you work with, like it's able to really translate to something bigger than that, you know? So like, yeah. just, it's going back to like keeping an open mind, like, and always listening to what people have to say and, and playing around with like any ideas that, that come up, you know? Totally. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And I think, you know, we all just kind of need to recenter, especially during this time when um, everyone's, mm -hmm. you know, we're just struggling to get connection at, at all. So just being able to utilize exactly. the connection that we do have is really important. Awesome. Yeah. And then um, lastly, um, or lastly, before my fun question, but just last okay. big question I wanted to see was um, like, what would be like, you know, I feel like you would be, you know, better than anybody to ask this, but too, but what would be like the best advice you would give to a creative who's starting out like in the industry, any, in any niche of the creative industry, just like, Mm -hmm. um, what's the best piece of advice that you've noticed just from working with so many creatives that you would lend a hand to someone? Yeah, yeah, it is interesting too because I've like really fortunate I've gotten to work with people at like all different tiers, and I have the same takeaway from artists that are just signed or like just starting off, or maybe just signed to artists that are like you know at, at major labels, and I mm -hmm. come to the same conclusion of like know yourself and know what you want. Like you need to be really secure in your vision and message like as more mm -hmm. people pay attention to what you're doing and more people try to get on board like it's important to stay grounded in that vision and if you're lucky enough to have people you know that want to help with you and, and with your ideas and whatever like that's awesome and I still go back to like keeping an open mind thing but at the end of the day like you know no one has your back like you do and mm -hmm. no one sees your vision like you do and so don't be afraid to like stand up for that and in particular for like women especially in this industry or just anyone really that's not like a white male like being mm -hmm. firm in that voice I think is extra important like something that I really had to learn especially the past year like I feel like as the ladies in the industry like when you are firm like you're seen as a bitch yeah <laughs> which is just like really been hard for me to yeah get past and I guess my conclusion because I really feel like I've only started getting more like firm um the past year because I know it's like oh she's like a young girl like friendly and then I have to yeah. get, like business mode and yeah uh I guess I've kind of learned like a like there are worse things in life than being called a bitch like if someone mm -hmm. thinks you know I mean like whatever um and as much as you probably want to be friends with everyone like I do like not everyone is out there to be your friend and that's fine like stand, yeah stand, stand secure and in, in your 
your message, your movement, your vision, like whatever it is. Yeah. And it's not a bitch, it's boss bitch. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, really, I really only had that realization this past year. I'm like, what about it? What's wrong with that? Like, why is that yeah. a negative, negative thing? Like, like lady boss, thing. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's what it means to be like firm in yourself and, and, and secure with what you're doing. Then like, then give sure, it to I'll, me. I'll be bitch. Like, exactly. yeah, that's, totally awesome. that's, that's the mindset yeah. we got to switch to exactly yeah awesome and then last question just for fun which i think will be more fun for you because you work with a lot of musicians but um what is your favorite song right now <laughs> gosh um see my listening habits are so weird because i really will like binge listen to like a batch of songs for like yeah a week, <laughs> and then like move on and i like, get stuck in them yeah <laughs> yeah my algorithm is so messed up because of that um the past couple of days i've been really listening to the new yellow days album that came out on friday so awesome. I'll go with my favorite track is um, Keep Yourself Alive. That's a, that's awesome. a thought. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I can't say like, like I've been listening to like Big Time Rush. Like I can't yeah. say that. No. <laughs> I'm like, or you can. In the music industry, but yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some guilty pleasures there. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thank um, you. I want to open so up fun. the floor. Oh yeah, of course. And I wanted to open up the floor to see if you have any contact information that where anyone can reach you if they're watching and should feel the need to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, our website is thelunacollectivemag.com email Luna Collective Mag, Insta Luna Collective Mag, like it's me on the other side of that. I always answer every email, DM, like awesome. tweet, all that jazz, like very, very, very accessible. Good. Awesome. All right. And, and to everybody who's watching, thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Deconstructing the Narrative. Um, I hope you took something from Sophie's words. I know I totally did. And it's been really great talking to her. And um, if you are a creative or if you have any creative friends who would like to be interviewed, um, you can apply through with the link in our bio on Sada Collective on Instagram. Um, so please go ahead and do that. And also uh, send a text to 310-388-9808 and you can text the black heart emoji over to that and you will get notifications every single time a new episode goes live. And we are doing new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. So thank you again, Sophie, so much. It's been so great talking with thank you, you and hearing all about what you do. And um, thank you everybody for watching and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.